Quiet, please. You're listening to Birdies and Bogies, hosted by Jordan Bloxham and Weston Mon, bringing you golf's week in review, recapping your favorite tournaments with professional insight from their perspective. Now, quiet, please. Here's your hosts, Jordan and Weston. Weston, how are you this evening? I'm hanging in there. How are you? Good. I've played golf four days in a row. What? <laughs> I just yeah. thought about it. I was like, I played golf Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. What planet are you living on? I don't know. A good one, though. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, no. Other than that, you're playing Mr. Mom. I was playing Mr. Golf, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but a lot of golf this weekend. Not just for me, but out there that I, I watched. It. It's weird to say that I watched way more coverage of the Italian Open than I did of the Fortinet Championship. Fortinet, whatever. Uh, whatever it is. But let's go into the Fortinet Championship, right? I watched a lot of the like last four shots of the Fortinet because it was... Yeah. Is it Fortinet or Fortinet? Whatever. Just call it Fortinet. Fortinet. Um, but Max Homa defends his title in Dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was dramatic. Um, it was dramatic. His, his shot was quite dramatic. His yes, great shot right after a sub R bunker shot. But with where that pin was and that bunker shot, right? It's the hardest. That may be the hardest shot in golf. The thirty yeah. to forty yard. Bunker shot where he had a little bit of a right where he had that run up to the green and a short pin. So, yeah, leaving it short was a possibility. You see, you guys do it all the time. Some best golfers in the world do it all the time. So, it wasn't unprecedented. And then, but his next shot, he made up for it, right? Yeah. Knocks it in the hole. And this is, you know, he's thinking, okay, to even have a chance of getting in a playoff, I've got to, I've got to make this after Danny Willett stuffs it to three and a half feet <laughs> with his third shot. Put the pressure on. He did put the pressure on. Max Homa comes up clutch, knocks it in to force him to make it to win. Yeah. Um. And then Willett does he not only not make that to win. But then he proceeds to miss the comebacker to not even get in a playoff. Yeah, that was that was sad. That was that was really sad. And and I saw his reaction as he, he went up and he greeted or congratulated Max Homa. But he had like he smiled and I was like that's weird. But it was, he was flabbergasted oh, by yeah. 
what happened and only thing he could think to do is just laugh yeah he's like holy crap like he handled it really well and for yeah as big as a like he he earned the reputation as a tool after he won the masters right yeah he he did you know he he didn't act great um following that um but handled it pretty well right but really it's i mean yeah you just don't see that a lot because it wasn't even like a a tough putt right it's not like it was a slider right it was just missed both of them were just missed you know you kind of have a choice and i don't think it was the best choice in this particular placement of where he was yeah he was really close to the hole three and a half footer he wanted to play more speed and less break Mm -hmm. and and clearly it was a more speed issue because he rammed that thing yeah and it went like farther away from the hole than he started right right and and i don't know what he was thinking knowing that he had two putts to do it and he went for the aggressive birdie i i just think that was a huge mental error because why not just lag it honestly if you've got two putts to win lag the darn or is it two putts two, two putts he would have tied he had to make it to win he had to make okay so but but in that sense right it didn't look like it broke that much anyway yeah so like i'm like why are you slamming it in there to take out the break like to the point where right that's going three and a half feet by no matter what, four feet by anyway. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, okay, just it's a pretty straightforward putt. Play it let inside left edge, and it probably still would have dropped it foot and a half speed by. Yeah. So yeah, made a mistake, paid for it. Um by... in the tune of somewhere like <laughs> five hundred thousand. So, something it was <laughs> it was something um but you look at that and i mean you look at somebody like well a recent um corn ferry tour graduate who was playing great on the on the corn ferry tour taylor montgomery shoots a little eight under to to get it uh solo third finish yeah. up 34 spots um and how about uh utah native zach blair in his first start on the pga tour in like what almost two years gets a t12 that's big that's a good start but this is like this is a course that was handmade <laughs> For for Blair to play well, he's he's had good finishes here. Uh, it, I think it, like three of his four best finishes are, are at this tournament. This particular course is, um, it there are a few holes out there that range in difference, but there's more tree lined fairways and tight fairways than there are open fairways. Right, uh, and you've got. 
um just they're 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 normal sized greens but you can get them the pins really tucked in in some pretty awesome places and and so you just have to be accurate and you can definitely play the the par fives as three shot par fives and right. you do that well like you're gonna make some excellent birdies and so yeah lots of scoring opportunities out there but it is tied off the tee and so yeah that, you know, they get into in, into the fairway like i said which you know it's it's kind of right up his alley for <laughs> oh totally for for having a good finish right so yeah. is is good to see him come out and and have a good finish like i said he's got this I don't know how many tournaments he's got. I I read something the other day and I can't remember. But I think he's got like 12 starts or something, at least guaranteed starts that he has to get there and retain his his tour card. Yeah, I think there's also he has some flexibility due to it was um surgery related he he did yeah he had a, he he did a, he had a met the reason was is it was a medical major medical yeah so what was it like a rotator cuff or what did he do yeah it was something with his shoulder that he did but my guess is that's usually what that is is some kind of rotator cuff issue with that so we should get him on the pod and talk about his new golf course yeah the tree farm that's not likely yeah <laughs> <laughs> just playing it straight. Um, like I say, we, yeah, I have a lot of mutual friends with him. Um, but give us a couple years, and and he'll be he'll be coming on. Once we grow this to where it can be, <laughs> he'll be coming <laughs> on. Um, but no, it was good to see him. Like I say, great for Max Homie. He's won now five times. On yeah. the PGA Tour, um, four in the last shoot. What is it? Four in like the last fourteen months or something. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of a crazy little run that he's been on. How do you win that many times this close and worry about you know your President's Cup status? Because yeah, he was a selection, right? I think he was. It's, I'm pretty sure he was. Let's get that because that is this week. Yeah. Which I don't know that I'm like super jazzed about it. And people are saying, oh, he, you know, because that was, he had a chip on his shoulder, is what he said, is, yeah. is that he was, people were saying that a lot of people were saying that he wouldn't even have got picked if all the live guys wouldn't have defected. I'm like, no, that's probably not right. <laughs> Considering, that um he has won as many yeah. times as he has. I don't think he was in that that thing. He was gonna get selected, which it's it's still funny that he wasn't. Who right? actually gonna be picked over him that's on there. Yeah, it so he's got so he had the Genesis in twenty twenty one. And then he had the Fortnite and the Wells Fargo this last year. And then this, the Fortnite again. 
So from the Genesis in 2021 to this one, he's won four times. And like his ended up fifth in FedEx cover. I'm just trying to figure out how he wasn't like how he wasn't a shoe in. How he wasn't just an automatic. Yeah, I mean the only the only hypothetical I can think of is if DJ had stayed on the PGA tour and played the way he is playing now, he would have easily qualified for the President's Cup. Right. But that's the only guy I really see. It's not Bryson in front of him. Brooks yeah, is because he, he would have been picked over over Kisner. And he would have been picked probably over Horschel. But maybe maybe Patrick Reed would have been a shoe in because he's just always solid. Yeah, but he hadn't been playing very good. So like I said, I just don't think there was gonna be the guys that would have pushed him out. Yeah, me too. That's that's not it, you know. That's not it, but good for him. Gets a good win and you know, clutch clutches up in chipping that in, right? Knew what he had to do to give himself a chance and does it. And that so. was there there's amazing chip ins like that was because of the given the circumstance and what he needed to do. But that thing had heat on it. <laughs> And he was in a super tough position. I mean, oh, yeah. it, he nipped it, and he was below the hole, short sighted. Um, yeah, and and you had to hit like like the yeah. perfect shot to even get it around the hole. Mm-hmm. So in reality, he didn't even hit the perfect shot. He cooked the darn thing, and it just hit the backstop and dropped. Yeah, it's like it's it's where you get it. It was it's one of those weird greens that has. Not like a false front, but a little, like a little mini ridge right in front of the green. And then they put it, um, you know, right off the front of the green. So it's, it's kind of a weird thing that that's how you're going to make it right. Cause you have to be aggressive enough. You're like, he's, he's going, okay, I've got to get this over the, over this little ridge. Yep. And I've got to give myself a chance. So you knew it was going to have some heat on it. Yeah. And then it did. But luckily it it uh, found, <laughs> found center of the of the of the pit and yeah. dropped. And yeah. that was it. No. Yeah, I'm just like re-watching it now. Cause yeah, he's got to come up over that ridge. I think he hit it where he needed to, but it's just it's hitting on that down slope just past the, the collar and just yeah. kicks well, in. He hit it where he needed to. I just don't think he contacted the ball the way he needed to. Uh, like that what? is such a delicate nip. Yeah. yeah. Well, he I mean, like watching it, he actually looked like he did let's see no it looked like he contacted exactly what we want i actually think it had some spin but it, where it hits i think yeah. it just it just nips that scrubs that any spin that it was gonna have 
off and just shoots it forward. And who knows, there's probably a little bit of moisture because of of the weather. <sighs> Went in. That's all that matters. Yeah. So winning score. He defends the he defends. Uh, victory from last year and currently the only undefeated golfer on the PGA tour. Yeah. Only one that's hundred percent win percentage. <laughs> yeah. So that no, was good. It's good golf. Yeah. Good golf. Speaking of good golf in Chicago. Oh. Or just outside of Chicago. <laughs> as some notable uh golf bloggers quipped that it was outside of the city of Chicago. <laughs> uh but no, just outside of Rich Hill Farms. Like I said, it was. And said blogger also said that it wasn't. He he knocked that it wasn't. Again, it wasn't. It was a not a great golf course. I'm like, okay. It didn't look that much different than the Fortnite Championship, but <laughs> Silverado. The yeah. quality of golf course looked similar. I, I just like, think these reporters are overly critical and they're looking for things to complain about. Like, if, if you're going to complain about it, it's not difficult, why are we playing golf tournaments at the Tucson Open or the yeah. Waste Management? Why are we doing or, that? Why are we playing them in, in, in the desert where... They just absolutely torch that place, right? Yeah. And why are we playing it at Kapalua, where like there's PGA Tour scoring records every time? Yeah, like thirty-two under, and it's just like don't freaking complain about how easy a course is, because any scratch golfer going out there is like lucky to shoot a couple under, and and these guys are shooting sixty-two, so just. Shut your cake hole. It's just, it's just, it's just so funny that they're just, they can't, like, I don't know. It's just, especially this guy, he, like, he rips on the PG Tour hardcore, but now all of a sudden the PG Tour has a rival and he's like, oh, wait, my beloved PGA Tour yeah. is being challenged. I'm, I don't know. I said I didn't watch any of the I watched zero live golf. Well, some of that was because I guess <laughs> there's a lot of people that had trouble finding it because they moved up the times oh. to earlier uh because of weather. And so it was very hard to find. So um that could have been a reason. But the other reason was my son wanted to watch uh, a show on the TV. So I was able to pull it up on my iPad and watch it without having any subscription, having to have log into any cable network 
just brought it up on YouTube. Yeah, that that's a huge, huge benefit. And obviously the PGA Tour is a money machine. They're they're selling their, you know, hundreds of million dollar uh TV deals with CBS and NBC and all that. Yeah. And it's a huge money grab for the PGA Tour. This is why they have extra money. <laughs> yes. If you're going to ask Phil, it's because, you know, they'll sign a, a CBS contract for, I don't know, yeah. $700 million or something. I mean, these Which... are big, big contracts and um, they have tons of money. And so, yeah, that thing's going to be controlled like a state prison. Yeah, so it's it's there. Um, there is talks. Norman said that they they're talking to four networks about rights. Um, they said the leader, supposedly the rumor is the leader, kind of the favorite to get that that contract is Fox, um, which makes a little bit of sense. It's going to be hard to get CBS or NBC. Oh yeah, because uh, they're they're not going to get it. Um, possibly does ABC do any? Um, I don't think they do any golf, do they? I don't think they do. So maybe no, I don't it, think they do. It's actually not a bad business deal for anybody to pick it up, um, because they are already supporting the the entertainment piece. Right. regarding the commentators you know yeah. the, whoever it up doesn't have to pay Faraday or whoever's in the, the booth. yeah it's going to be a it's going to be a, a cheap product supposedly some of the streaming services like apple and and such have turned it down um rumors yeah rumors but like i said i think they need it i think they should once they do they're obviously not going to be able to broadcast it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I think it'll up their viewership just because people will be like, oh, I can find it on TV. I don't have to go to my computer, get a go to the the internet and watch it. But 93% of the TVs are smart TVs where you get YouTube on oh. your actual TV and I would already. The the reality is, is I would rather stream it anyways, in my own comfort, you know, where I can watch it on my phone and yeah. do whatever I need to. Like, I think they'll keep that option open to it. I think that'll be part of the deal because I think that's a big piece of it. <laughs> and people talk about the viewership. Well, they they're getting limited viewership. I still wonder if if YouTube is on that part of it is like whether they get accurate streaming readings. I don't know. Cause well, it could on, be at any one time, right? Yeah. Like you can, whenever you get like the network ratings, it's somebody had that station on for like five minutes. Yeah. And it counts as a viewer. So. And, and the reality is we don't even know. Like when you go to Nielsen ratings, like depending on the show, they may make some assumptions like, oh, there's 2.3 people watching it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, how do you know? What if it's what if it's on at a bar? Oh yeah, there's 30 people. The potentially, you know, there's all kinds of that um, kind of built into that algorithm of how they determine it. But from a YouTube standpoint, I mean, these are individual logins. Yeah. That um, they're you're definitely getting at least one viewer, right? Right. But I don't know how how much it's going to jump into the multi-viewer scenario, but I mean. The final round was streamed 558,000 times. And um, it hasn't changed much since the uh, it aired. Yeah, so so, so they had a de- decent yeah. viewership, right? And the nice thing about it is, is I think the commentators are getting uh, more comfortable with it. Um, there's no commercials, you know. They're doing a run back. They they do the don't blink series, right? There's a lot of good about it. I think there's some stuff that they'll improve, but you get to hear, like you get access to a lot of, <laughs> a lot of chatter with the players caddies. There, you know, there's, there's a lot of good that's, that's going into it um, that I think it'll only, only get better as it's as it progresses yeah and there's there's some definite things the pga tour has done to make their product watchable and enjoyable and part of that is like the data on the screen and they're they're doing a little bit of that with flight tracer or shot tracer technology but um there's also you know information that you want to know that as as you're listening to an announcer and it could be oh his his uh, fairways and regulation percentage this year, or his greens and regulation percentage from 125 yards to 135 yards. That's just data they don't have because they don't have shot link. And that that is one level of the, the broadcast that is pretty nice about the PGA Tour is they have a lot of data to back up. With. Yeah, for the entire thing. I mean, you're going to get something, because I know that they'll, they'll flash it on this the screen every once in a while of like greens and regulation for that day or, you know, is his percentage. So they're getting some of that. Um, but I think, right. It's only the natural progression that you're going to, going to get that. I mean, in reality, I don't know. Does, I don't even think the corn fairy has like really good no. shot link data. They don't. In fact, uh, since I've been on and caddied in in some of the events myself, they pick two holes that day, one into the wind and one um, downwind, and they measure your drive. You may hit a driver off it. You may hit a three wood. They don't care. It's just one hole and they measure. uh, Well, they measure the two holes and then they get the average between them. And so to me, that's garbage, but that is like literally the bare minimum. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's, it's a little lacking and that's something that I think they'll, they'll clean up too. Right. They have to, they have a whole bunch of things to worry about. Um, But having DJ win last week, Cam Smith win this week um, is really good for the, is really good for the tour i think having their their big guys win um one thing that i think 
and there's a friend of mine, he actually commented that he's actually more intrigued with the the team format, um, which the four aces team won for the fourth time. Um, but they're the most complete <laughs> team out yeah, there. They are. Well, Pat, um, Patrick Reed went off. Like he he played really well. So what was it? Um, well, I mean, obviously you have what did Reed do? Yeah, Reed goes minus three, minus four in his last two rounds. But for all the crap that uh, Pat Perez is getting, his score counted in the last two two rounds. Yeah, right. Uh, for a one one shot victory, which the the chip shot, and this is. This is interesting because the guys know where they're at team-wise. Yeah. Going into that, right? Dustin goes, okay, because he was playing with Peter Uline, who came out of nowhere <laughs> to challenge um, and get in that final group for the last day. Yeah. <clears throat> but he knew that he had to match Peter Uline's score to to keep the team you know to get his team on the the top of the podium again and hits that chip shot dinks it and it was as soon as he about makes it <laughs> it was over because Uline had already missed his chip um but it is an interesting kind of thing that you have going on right you usually don't have that where Dustin's really not doesn't really care at that point. He's like, I'm three behind Cam Smith. Yeah. Cam Smith's not four wiggling from 18 feet. Um and so it it wouldn't have ma- mattered that much. And in the same sense, Cam Smith has an 18 footer that he's like, hey, if I make this, this ties my team for for the third spot he didn't they didn't end up getting it i don't know how i can't remember how they do the it's like a it's not a team playoff for the for the third spot in the it's not a playoff it's a i think it's like a scorecard type playoff for that final spot which i mean that would be something that would be kind of cool too right if you had an actual team playoff <laughs> For that final spot yeah. on the podium, it would it would add some more excitement in there. I know that if you do tie for the like if if DJ wouldn't have gotten it up and down, so four aces and smash would have tied. They would have had a team playoff. Yeah, which would be interesting for sure, but. I don't know. It'll be interesting how they move forward. Um, what well, do they have next? They have, I think it's Bangkok. Yeah. In a couple weeks, three weeks. Yeah, I something I think, like that. I think there's some pretty interesting stuff going on, um, and related to it, Greg Norman was squawking yes. about how there's no official world golf ranking points right for and, live 
and we read the the criteria what does it take to get official world golf ranking points and there's some legit stuff in there like you know a 72 hole event with a cut and some other parameters even though some of those parameters on there were things that the pga tour did not adhere to well the, yeah it said that not everyone these are the main things right these are some of the criteria that they're that they're missing and it does note in there that yeah there's some notables like the hero world championship there's some other things that are not that don't qualify or that miss some of those requirements but they're like one-off ex exceptions <laughs> but you caught it here like because you cannot find this and and where golf digest found this right i don't know because if you go to the owgr website it does not tell you their criteria no for being able to to be approved for your event to be approved or your tour to be approved to have world golf ranking points so you made a point that possibly <laughs> i did they just like they're like uh we need to have these criteria <laughs> well yeah maybe these they, are our fish our criteria <laughs> yeah they made it up 20 minutes before they had to send it out to golf digest because they asked what is the criteria oh crap they're asking they're asking uh, well all of these criteria happen to be like one step more intense than what live actually does and so i don't know if these criteria were changed or or whatnot but i just thought it was funny like dude, wouldn't it be funny if they just decided to to make it all uh, we we've edited these these are edited yeah <laughs> because <laughs> greg norman's not a yeah is a pretty smart businessman so you think he would know the criteria I mean, I know they want something different and maybe he's, they're trying to get this as like, look, it should just be quality of golf and quality of players that determines whether a, a tour gets world golf ranking points to a point. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think, I think it's going to be really hard to get official world golf rankings at its current state. Yes. And, and again, its current state, and I've always said this, is it's not meant to compete with the PGA Tour. It was literally meant as an exhibition golf event. I mean, that was the whole point, but to be in line with what the PGA Tour was doing. So yes. we, they never intended to take players away from the PGA Tour, but the PGA wow. Tour decided to ban players. And, well, so and they, yeah, the way they set up their schedule it proves it like puts oh. that point home right and yeah. i was mistaken last last week i thought they were going to end on a saturday and not compete with the pga tour on a sunday which i was i got my dates wrong um but everything else they've they've not done it around major tournaments right because yeah. i mean if you look at this besides the only reason i guarantee you that if max home didn't win this week he's not going back next year he's too high he's too high profile of a name to play in the first 
yeah tournament of that of the season right at this point but he went back because he's the defending champion he'll go back again next year right and if he makes it a three page he'll go back again but if he does not win next year he's not going back (laughs) No. no i i agree and so yeah that it's definitely interesting given the circumstance um but you know i i think what live is going to do now that it's really become this divisive situation i honestly think that next year's schedule will be a completely different beast all in itself yeah it it could be it could could compete with some bigger tournaments if like said we'll see but i think they're going to do some some different things, but I think they're going to start putting some things in place that start addressing a lot of those requirements, right? Maybe they'll have a limited, you know, a Monday qualifying event. Um, They're already having in the one thing that it says is that you have that, but they have the Asian tours, is kind of a feeder tour. Yeah. Because I think the top somebody on the Asian tour actually earn a spot for different live events, wherever they're at on, on that. So I think yeah. they're going to have some of that, right? Where people will, okay, yeah, you're not qualified for this event, but you, you're going to be exempt for the next two events on the Asian tour. So they've got a, they've got, a relationship with the Asian tour that way, which is good. Yeah. It's it, going to, it's going to help. I think, I think he's going to address some of these. And my worry is, is that they're just going to keep throwing different. Oh, well, now you've got to, you've got to be able to do this. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it will, I think it's going to evolve pretty quickly and we're going to see the, um, the Asian tour play a bigger role. Because yep. the Asian Tour does have official World Golf points. Yep. And and honestly, if Liv decides to buy out the Asian Tour altogether, and and run the tour as a as a competing tour, um, mm. then you don't have to qualify for official World Golf rankings. You can add additional tournaments with 72 holes and a cut and Monday qualifiers and all that jazz as it aligns with the world golf ranking points. And you literally have a full fledged tour that rivals the PGA tour in regards to potential money earned when you play. And that right there, I mean, put a knife in the PGA tour by saying, and guess what guys, everyone's welcome. (laughs) And, and you own your name, image, license, and you guys can play when and where as you will. And yeah. that right there, that would be a game changer. And I, and I think if Greg Norman's going to do it, he's going to stick it to the PGA Tour hard. Yeah. And I think he's going to really actually have a competitive tour with 72 hole cuts and yeah. a championship and all that. Yeah, and that might not be live golf, but that'll be the Asian tour. And right, it'll be going to start. Get... I yeah. I think they're going to do a whole new name. You're thinking they'll do a name? They'll do 
so you think they're going to buy out? So you're thinking they're going to take over the Asian tour and just change it or just well, do it completely? Already partnered in some capacity, but if you completely take that tour, give it a whole new name and who cares what it is, but it's a tour itself. And you, you know, why do people go away from the Euro tour? There wasn't any money to be won. Right. And so you, you now have a tour that has a substantial backing and sponsors are now involved and, and all that. And then they soak up these other areas like Australia Mm-hmm. where a lot of these players are from and they're all tweeting about how they get to go back and play the Australian Open and that kind of stuff. Um, there's there's a lot of pull there to to really create this Australia-Asian tour uh, all across Asia. So they're, are they going to take over the Asian tour and the Australasian tour? Why not? Why <laughs> that, not? That, that currently have members on the, yeah, the right. OWGR board, well, right? I mean, anything's possible. I know Liv initially wanted to take over. I mean, it's kind of unconfirmed, but they wanted to take over the Euro Tour. But then the Euro Tour ran to the PGA Tour, and the PGA Tour then bought, you know, interest into it. So there was some reason there, and I I was assuming that it was because Greg said, hey, let's turn this tour around. Um, So since it's the Asian Tour... It's definitely still something to work with. And and that would be an incredibly competitive product that you just couldn't argue about. And and again, the same points come up with everybody. It's it's a 54-hole event and there's no cut. And it's like, okay, they're still professional golfers. They're playing for money. Somebody's got to win. And guess what? It's the number two golfer in the world because he played amazing. So it's yeah. like, to me it's just it's bonkers but you got to check all the boxes and if they overtake the asian tour there's a immediate official world golf ranking the players that are top ranked caliber players are now yeah so then yeah how does that affect theirs right because then essentially if they get some of those players right now that boosts their strength of field yeah if if i'm if I'm not mistaken, that'll boost their strength of field to the point where now all of a sudden they're getting more for that, right? And some of these guys to stay in there in in the thing, they don't need to get a ton. I mean, they'll start dropping down in the ranks, but right, someone like Cam Smith, someone like DeChambeau, someone like DJ, someone like Patrick Reed, just as long as they're gaining and Taylor Gooch, just as long as they're gaining points on a <clears throat> gradual clip, right? Because most of the time in the Asian tour, they're going to finish top 20. Yeah. And a majority of the time. So. But you're you're going to get defectors from the Euro tour. And oh, they, yeah. They're like, wait, they're like, wait, I can go here and make. 2X. <laughs> yeah. I can make all this money. Uh, and, and that right there, it's going to just annihilate the Euro Tour. And it may just be like the Eurasian Tour. And that that could be a whole game. Because it's already in America. It's a world tour now. And they take over the Asian Tour. And they play in the UK and whatever, Europe and then Asia. And even in Africa and then America. 
South America, whatever, they're all over the place. And yeah, it now becomes accessible for so many different golfers and you get a bigger bankroll. Like if I was Greg, that's exactly what I would do. Oh, you know that that's on his list, right? He's, yeah. I guarantee he's behind, they're working behind the scenes to get, right, get something in place, right? The first thing is, it's like, okay, we're going to work a deal with you where we're going to give your top four players a spot, a team, basically a team mm-hmm. in, in live golf, right? So now all of a sudden, not only do they, they have the access to live and then to go back and play in the Asian tour when they're, when they're not playing on live, but they're guaranteed 120 grand, 150, I think is the 120, 150, whatever it is for that final spot. But they're guaranteed that every tournament that they play, they don't have to pay any of their expenses for this. So it's like, they're like, okay, eight that okay i'm close to a mil right and you have to and if now for eight tournaments if you played in eight tournaments you would be that puts it like right just over a million yeah right and you have to have a good year pretty sure that asian tour (laughs) um if we were to let's 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 uh do the thing here and Bring that up. The Asian tour money list. So let's just, yeah. So right now, the top money winner is at 500, 500, just over 500,000. Yep. Hmm. So you're telling me. I can double my earnings, right? By taking last place, right? The funny thing is, is you actually pull up there, and there's like the f- first couple of things are about Live Tour. I know <laughs> on their on their banner, they're going nuts. Like, do you qualify for those? I, I personally feel like the um I mean they're only halfway through the season, right? Right. It's not like the PGA tour season where they started last week. It's they are, you know, they've been playing January through December and they're halfway through and they've probably got a few more events. But right. if, if Greg does what I hope he does and takes over the tour and really turns it into something that's a competing product, um, I think the live exhibition events will take a slightly um lesser backseat right you know what i mean like it's not going to be eight or ten or 14 so 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 what you're saying is this could just be a precursor for him to challenge the pto pga tour and give them like the double bird oh yeah for for just like treating him like trash oh and just like dismissing his his suggestions. If so. there was ever a guy to <laughs> fight back harder than what was imposed upon him, like that is Greg Norman. 
So yeah, um, dude, that's a. I like where you're going with that. Hey, ma'am. <laughs> Put me on let's, the board. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see that happen. That would be amazing, right? He's like, okay, we've got to get, and my guess is there's still a few dominoes to fall. Yeah. After the president's come. I I'm still because there's the reports are that Hideki said no, but Hideki himself has not and his team have not said word one. <laughs> yeah. They have not confirmed those reports, they have not denied those reports. So I still think he's going. And the one it was like the Twitter account, it was like, you know, we haven't missed yet. They said Rom was going. Rom came back and said, I'm not going. Yeah. So you're wrong. Um so but they still said a top 10 players going. Yeah. So that could be Patrick, Patrick Cantley. That could be John Rome. Um, that could be Victor Hovland. Like Victor Hovland has skirted a lot <laughs> of questions. Hasn't said anything, nothing. I don't think I've heard one word from Victor Hovland about this whole thing. Oh yeah. So it will well. be. It'd be interesting. Yeah, I, I hope things happen. Um, because it's just it's a big soap opera now. I'm not even like team PGA Tour or team Live. I'm no. just like, what happens in the next episode? Yeah, it's like <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is is you've got the guys that are that are team PGA, like Rory, those guys that are like. They can't, we can't coexist. We can't coexist. And you've got the guys on the live tour going, well, why can't we coexist? Yeah. Right. But like we've talked about before, I think Rory with his, his, all his nobility was looking out for number one. Because <laughs> it was hurt. It was, it was, yeah, Rory tour and, uh, this really hurts what we wanted to do <laughs> right now. We're not getting to pull from the guys that actually pull viewers, right? We're losing guys that pull viewership that would, that would demand people watch his, oh, his technology tour or PGA whatever. Or milked Patrick Reed. Like, and then they milked Bryson and Brooks, and mm-hmm. making them villains. Honestly, that's probably why they jumped ship because they're like, we weren't even like villains, and they're just like, yeah, I don't know why they did that. And you got the <laughs> golf channel all bickering about it. Like, did you see what Brooks did when he walked past Bryson getting an interview? Did you see? Like, it was almost like this fabricated reality TV show going <laughs> on. I'm like. Great. This is what we call professional golf. Yeah. And uh, they probably just jump ship because I'm like, I'm so tired of this circus. Yeah. And, and Patrick Reed, the villain of the PGA Tour, and blah, blah, blah. Like, anyways, they have very 
very big personalities, so I'm sure they put their foots in their own mouth anyways, but yeah, there's a reason they jumped, and it wasn't just for the money, but they probably didn't want to go out and say, I just hated the management of the PGA Tour. Like, I thought they sucked. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the reasons, right? If it was so great on the PGA Tour, they wouldn't have jumped, right? Yeah. I mean, so it it is... It is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, Cam Smith just, just does what Cam Smith does. Like I said, this this course I think let him miss a little bit and it was perfect for for Cam Smith golf. Yeah. And, and he just made a lot of putts <laughs> and hit a lot of greens. Which yeah, he'll he'll yeah. do. What he he's done a lot this year. Yeah. He had to stay hot through each day and continue that. And that's just really what it takes to win. I mean, DJ, it almost looked like he had this thing locked up after round one, after shooting 63. But um, he got cold quick and putts were not dropping for him. So, you know, third place finish. And, you know, (laughs) if he didn't shoot one over on round two, I mean, he would have been pretty close if he could at least had some, like, minus two, minus two. But Yeah, yeah. exactly. That that was tough. That was tough. So, but um, I don't know. I I look at the leaderboard on Liv, and I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. You know, Cam Smith, DJ, Sergio, Joaquin, Neiman, Ustazen, Charles Schwartzel, Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau. Like, they're not bad golfers. No, like I said, you're gonna get this, and like you're the ones you're naming. It's like, and people are like, "Oh, it's the guys that are old and washed up." I'm like, Joaquin's like 23. Yeah, like Cameron Smith's still pretty young. Um, Peter Uline's young. Peter Uline is is still pretty young. Like has been off the tour, had a, obviously his best finish yet, but Bryson DeChambeau is not old, right? Patrick oh. Reed's not like super old. There's some guys on here. Matt Wolf's not old. You know, Brooks isn't yeah. excessively old. Harold Varner's not old. Abram, Abraham Answer's not old. But then you got guys like James Pyatt, right, who's a young kid that they, they got out. That Eugene, Eugenio, right? Some of these guys that are starting, they're learning how to play on, on a tour. Um, Taylor Gooch isn't old um david puig right he's the issue senior had his first event so there's some guys yeah there's some older guys in there but you had to get some older guys that had some some status and some pull and then right you can see that the last little bit they've started working guys like like puig like like pyatt like Eugenio. So they're pulling like a good mix of top am talent coming out as well. Yeah. And, and here's the cool thing about the live tour in this regard. Um, These are courses nobody's ever seen before. No. And you could say, Oh, that course was easy. Well, not really. I mean, 
if you're seventh place and you're only minus seven after three rounds of golf, yeah. you might have finished at like to be in the top ten. You maybe had to get at least to eight under. That's not very aggressive golf to like be in the top ten. You just had to shoot two under every day for four rounds. You're right. To to the fact that it you know the winner was at minus thirteen after after three rounds. You put in a fourth round and you might get to like minus seventeen. Yeah minus 18 and um that's a that's a golf course that is semi-decent in regards to yeah. holding up against the field in my well, opinion well in the pg show what was it 16 under is that that's what homo won at yeah homo right in under so i and and here's the the reality um the pga tour has the same stops every year that's homa's like six or seventh time playing that tournament yeah like they know that course really well they have their caddy books from the year before from the yeah however many years before and And then whatever changes yeah they got updated notes and changes and everything so like they're familiar with those courses no wonder it's easy to shoot low out there because you just you you know the course yeah you get familiarity um, but one entertainment factor was Bryson. He got he got accosted. Yeah, he was absolutely just humiliated by <laughs> um by a quarter inch rope. Like I was watching it live, and I'm like, "What just happened?" And then <laughs> you watch the replay, and there was some some fan footage of it, and he basically blamed somebody. Somebody. He said, come on, guys, what the F? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I've watched it numerous times, and you just did not pay attention and walked right into the rope. <laughs> yeah, he had his, his bill down on his hat. He couldn't see the rope. He assumed that his bill went under the rope. And and that's that's the thing. He's like, He's just assuming people are doing things for him, right? Hold the rope for me. Well, they had it up. I'm like, how much? Like, you have to duck down a little bit. Yeah, and he didn't like, duck. He, he just, didn't duck. He just took it straight in the in yeah. the eye. So the rope went right up his nose, right into his eye, and um, and he was very dramatic about it. But yeah. so there was <laughs> that. It was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I I wonder how he would have reacted. Remember in the 2019 Masters. When Tiger was on hole eleven, and oh, and the guy about took took him out. Yeah, he, he tries to like block the crowd, and he ends up tripping and like sliding right into his back foot and like yeah. twisting his ankle. Like, what would have happened if if that happened to Bryson? Oh, Bryson would have went down hard. Did he? Yeah, Did Bryson's he... kind of <laughs> that guy. He's that guy. So it's like, holy cow! Come on now. You got a little rope right in your eye. I'm really uh, sorry. Yeah. They can go to the next one. Um, Speaking of Tiger, oh. we t- touched on this before in a previous episode. Yep. Um, the tight, what the final price was 330 or was it, was it like 320? What was the exact price of it? You want, I can't give you the exact price. Somebody, no, it's in there. 
And I need to check my email because it's. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it it's, up. It was like three. Was it three twenty eight? Three hundred twenty eight thousand five hundred and seventy seven. Yes. Yeah, I 330. used my, my fourth. You used your rounder up. Yeah, <laughs> rounder upper. Oh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Tiger's put backup putter. Um, Tiger now, putter he, that he didn't um, ever use. <laughs> yeah, he may have never. I I don't know. He he. I think he used this, but never in in like a actual practice round or even in a tournament but right. you know and you probably heard me tell this story before but scotty has always made tiger a brand new putter every year and this just happens to be the one that scotty made him in at about 2002 and he had made some recent adjustments to the newport 2 model and he put that those adjustments and changes on this particular putter and from a a a putter form like the design itself it is identical to the newport 2 retail model right like you could if you restylized that particular model you would get this exact same putter and so it's not like a special design that's rare or different from what was released but it was specifically made for tiger, tiger. In in Scotty Cameron's magical German stainless steel, <laughs> and uh, and actually signed by Tiger, so yeah. I think that's a touch of class right there, where the face of that putter has T Dub's signature right across it, like that's pretty dope. And and honestly, it's like, don't ever use this putter because you might wear off the signature. Yeah, that was a that was a good move by by Tiger. No one's ever going to use that putter. <laughs> it's a beauty. Like I still want it, but yeah. um, it's, like I said, it's just a a really good. It's the upgraded version of of the retail model. Yeah, right yeah. with the the better better materials. Oh, a hundred percent better material, and obviously, you know, Scotty's hand who stamped it with everything, every element there. Scotty Cameron did himself. So, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. So again, yeah, it's good, and somebody made a few hundred thousand, or depending on what they bought it. Yeah, depending on what they bought, but what um, they bought it for. But it's it was this won't be the last time that this putter switches hands. No, no, <laughs> may not be the last time in. <laughs> in a year depending on what happens be the last putter i mean if scotty's been making backup tiger woods putters for 20 years he's got at least 20 he can get rid there's, of them well, yeah charlie's got one and here's another one so it's just yeah. what's next <laughs> exactly oh but we're gonna go back to the Fortnite. oh yeah because some some big news i guess although i completely ignored it it's, when it came uh, out ricky I, fowler yeah it's kind of big news not because it's ricky fowler but because it's a it's a, a big change product release yes and it's a big change for ricky right because he's always played blades he's always had to have that that blade blade bladey blade right totally and he went to the cobra tour cb yeah, and this is an unseen model at 
this point. So th this is just like popped up out of nowhere and people were kind of geeking out about it. But this is going to be uh, Cobra's new CB tour model. And they've always had a nice, like the King tour model. Yeah. Nice CB. And Bryson had it through his single length set. And um, I mean, they're super clean. I, the second I yeah. saw it, I'm like, that looks like a rebranded Titleist CB. I mean, <laughs> that's how it looks. It does look pretty good. Like I said, yeah. I'm not going to, like I told you, I'm like, I'm just, until he becomes relevant again, like they, they push all this stuff out about him. And I'm just like, ah, again. But the funny thing is, is right. We talked about this last, last week. That's with the recent split. Yeah. It's caddy. With his, with his caddy and the recent split with his, his most recent swing coach. Yeah. And along with that split was that he was going to start doing some work with, with old Butchie Harmon again. Oh, huh. so there you go. Those changes led to a T six in yeah. Napa. His best finish in a long while. Long time. I mean, top 10. And I mean, he, he shot 11 under. For a few rounds, he just had a tough second round, but everything else was really pretty darn solid. Right. And statistics-wise, um, he averaged 315 for the week, so he's bombing it. Um, he he had 83% greens and reg, so he's hitting his irons incredibly well. And then driving accuracy for the week was just piss poor at 35%. Or sorry, weekly average was, sorry, 51%. Right. Um, so, um, I mean, he just did what he needed to do and, and had some good stats, and his putting was was working. I, I don't know what putter he was playing with, but whatever it was, he was really solid at, um, you know, strokes gained. 1.532. I mean, when you're making strokes on the field from putting and you're also hitting like every green in regulation, that's pretty good. I think he's just back to his original gamer, right? His original Scotty. I think he's kind of put that back in his bag. Well, I don't know. Do you think yeah. they have a Ricky Fowler? What's in the bag? They do love, they love them some Ricky Fowler. I don't, I don't think they do, but I'm going to watch a quick video. Oh, He's got a Scotty Cameron blade putter in the hands. Hey, I'm like, it's gotta be. It's it's a new one though. It, it's like a new one based off his old one though, right? Because I think I actually read something about this. But no, good. It, it's a tour type. Like it's a brand new special select tour type uh Scotty. So it's a Newport 2 model, just completely re redone, but it's it's um it's not like handmade just for Ricky. That is interesting. I'm gonna see another video so I get a better, better angle. I'm trying to watch it too. Yeah, it does just look like it's not as clean. It's oh, I'm trying to. Dang it. Back it up. 
like because on the 18th hole he puts it in his hands it's actually it looks like one of the special selects because it's got yeah. the two weight weight ports in the bottom yeah yeah it's got the weight ports i think it has the milled circle on the heel with a couple of bubbles it looks like it's a little wider so it's the you think uh, it's like the square back kind it of? could be it looked like it was a little wider than the normal that might answer so maybe maybe but good for him like i said he had a good finish and so we'll talk about him also release this week i think then they officially released it but the the strix on the mark ii basically the zx5 and zx7 mark ii they look pretty good. I've actually hit the ZX5 um, once, and they went no more carbon. It's all titanium. It actually plays a little bit lighter than the old oh. Make One. So it was well, good. I, I, I think they did the good. Name. Like I love that they just kept the actual name ZX5. Yep. They just did Mark II. Mark two, yeah. They just did the they kept it the ZX five and ZX seven and then they just it's the, it's the Mark two. Just an upgraded version. I love that. <laughs> that just reminds me of like Iron Man. You're like, oh what suit is it? Yeah. No, it's Mark 23. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to me, I think that's pretty boss. Like, what a bold move by marketing. Should we call a new name? No. Nope. nope. Let's just Mark keep going, two. buddy. Let's and, just keep uh, going. You know, sometimes you need to refresh the line and give it a new something, but I love that it's just Mark II. And if they carried on to Mark V, good for them. Yeah, just go with it. Yeah. Uh, spend your best spend your best line yet. Yeah. No, it's and the thing is, is their drivers were good um last year, but it you know, if their engineering team did what they're supposed to do, then it's gonna be better. Yeah, it should be a little bit better. It does feel a little bit better um, than the last one. Like I said, it was it was a good one, not a great one. I think they're kind of following. It's kind of what Cobra did, right? Cobra is in the last like three or four versions have gotten progressively better and better. Yeah, with their drivers, so the tricks I can do that. Yeah, is it good is this time for? driver test 2.0 possibly because well we, we have the tsr now tsr is out there's yeah the new strixon is out um Cobra's that's it really something soon no it'll probably still have to wait because i know that ping will have a new one in february oh i saw some sneaked pics of that um taylor made will have a new one in in february so Callaway will have a new one in February. So probably have to wait till next year. Next year. Okay. And then we'll then we'll do all the new ones again. Um but yeah, let's go into what the winners had this week. We would do Robert McIntyre, but we don't really do stuff for the DP World Tour. No. <laughs> uh, Robert McIntyre, congratulations on winning the Italian Open. Yes. Squeezing out, beating um, Fitzpatrick, Matthew Fitzpatrick in the playoff, and yeah. holding off 
Rory McIlroy as well. The darling of the PGA and DP World Tour. It's crazy. It's the darling of the world. He's the darling of the world of golf. Um, but yeah, we'll go to Max Homa first, and then we'll do Cam Smith. Yeah. So, so Max Homa out in Napa, California. He is playing the new Titleist TSR3, 10 degrees, and um, he's got the Fujikura Ventus Black 6X. So Ventus wins again. Congratulations, Ventus. Fujikura. They've they've been dominating, and I will say that the TSR must be pretty good because I don't... Hasn't been one guy yet who's one that hasn't switched over yeah. to it since it's been released. Yeah, it's um, and I haven't seen any of. The, I mean, it just I've seen stuff. it, but I haven't hit it yet. I don't even know like the marketing on it. Like, what did they even improve? What did they, I? So I got to do some research. It doesn't. It doesn't look much different. I mean, to be honest with you, like I said, and I've just seen it, so I haven't looked at it really from the top. With it. I just seen the head only, so I haven't seen. Like I haven't put a shaft in it and 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 hit it, so yeah. But looks super solid, and um, this the, in the fairway woods. This is the the common trend right now. So so fairway woods have gotten considerably hotter than they used to be, and right. it's still farther. And and before, a lot of the tour players had to get distance out of their their not so hot three woods by having increased loft so 10 years ago there were a lot of dudes rocking like 13 degree three woods right now that they're so efficient and so hot they're all taking a, a step back in loft and and for max homa he's playing the new tsr3 fairway but in 16.5 he's calling it his three wood yeah it's, it's a four wood it's a four wood and and because of that they're also scaling back the five wood. Why play an 18 degree five wood when, when you can do a 19 degree five foot? Yeah, when you and play it still goes as far. Well, he's now he's got this five wood that's 21 degrees, which is technically a seven, seven wood. wood. So people are going driver, four wood, seven wood. Yep. And this is very, very common. Like I'd say half the bags we see in the winter circle have like a 16 and a half degree 16 degree range three wood and a 20 to 21 degree fairway wood that's yeah call a seven wood right seven so, wood and it's just well at that point right they're getting the ball speed yeah and height so it's yep. like okay i get to hit it far and high sign yeah. me up <laughs> exactly and i was thinking like oh maybe i should throw a seven wood in the bag and i'm like no dude I mean, I have a 15 degree three wood and a, and a 19 degree uh, five wood. And like if I threw in a seven wood, it just wouldn't work. I'd have to scale back the three wood, make it right. and go seven. But um, yeah, it's just, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. So and then, and then it goes in the irons. Yeah. 100s so basically a strong four iron it's yeah. he wanted the same look with less loft yeah and he didn't right. want to mess with the offset so right when you get s it's a completely redesigned iron with loft and you just get a clean looking iron yeah 
yeah the loft and then t100 five five iron yeah so same thing right he's given the giving himself a little bit which this is like kind of an interesting set right he goes he's basically going with t100s in the four and five iron so you can get a something with a little bit more forgiveness yeah. a little hotter you know probably has them right that four iron he probably has that strong and then the five iron he has with a little less weakened a little bit to I, match more of his 620 who knows uh, i think it's a gapping thing because the 620 mbs are even lesser lofted than or sorry well i don't know the right word just <laughs> left they're not as strong lofted as yeah. the t t100s right? right so you you scale back uh, i think they're actually the same you think I they're think the same they're... but the because of everything you have the it, i'm pretty positive that they're the same because t100s are basically just the standard um idlest specs the well their pitching wedge is at 46 i know that and then the t100s jumps up to like 45 let's see here we'll pull it up because the nice thing about Titleist is when you pull them up, they've got all of them at all the same. Right next to each other. All the stats. set or the T100s actually. No, they don't they don't give you the CBs and the MBs. It is at 46. So they're maybe one degree. Let's see. Come on. Give me the give me the CBs. Because he does the CBs, right? No, he does the MBs. Oh, he does the MBs. Let's go to the MBs, 620 MBs. Let's check the specs on those. So it might be a degree. Nope. Um, yeah. So they're a degree weaker, the MBs are, than the T100s. Yeah. So, except for the 5 iron. The 5 iron's the exact same. <laughs> but So 4 and 5, 3, 4, and 5 are the exact same. And then once you get in six through pitching wedge, they, they're a degree stronger across the board. Yeah. So those. it's a pretty good matchup. And and if you set those irons up next to each other, the T100s and the 620 MBs, it's really hard to tell which one's which. Yeah, they're pretty. They're I really mean, clean. They all look really clean. So he's just, yeah. He's just doing it right. You can have larger gaps in the in the top of your bag, even though they're the same loft as the the five irons are. You've got more. You got the cavity back, so they're going to be a little hotter off the face. Yeah, for that. But um, no, it's it's a killer iron setup because he's playing to his strengths and and he's getting the right gapping and he's got forgiveness and um, it's pretty money. And then he jumped. Then he's got four wedges. Yeah. Or or SM nines or traditional wedges with so the forty six, the yeah. fifty, the fifty six, and the sixty. Yeah, and he has a very straightforward game here. And based on these grinds, I can tell you he's got an F grind in the forty six, the fifty, and the fifty six, which means those clubs are strictly for. Um, straightway straightaway fairway swingers like he yeah, does not he, get 
He does not do do a lot with it. If he's hitting <laughs> the uh if he's hitting the 56 around the green, it's just kind of a straight face. Yeah. Shot. And and he's got a big soul on there with a ton of bounce. And what that means is you, you want to have this combo between large bounce and low bounce on your versatile wedges that you might do stuff with. And because the 56 is a 14, like that is perfect for like fluffy light sand. Yeah. Because if you pro if you throw that 6004 L grind yeah. in fluffy light sand, that thing is gonna dig. Yeah. Um and there's a little bit of soul there, but it's yeah. it's pretty yeah, you know, and you try to open that thing up and it's just gonna slide under, so it's just yeah. it's not gonna give you so it's it's actually a good combo. Like so you got your straightaway iron shots or swings and then if you're in fluffy sand you've got that 56 with a big sole and then yeah. you got a ton of versatility with the l grind around the green and it's not too low bounce to where it gets crazy like the t uh -huh. um, but it's it's still enough to to be super dangerous with so it's a good really good wedge build out right and you wonder if he does have some and i'm just looking at his bag does he have a little bit of special grind work <laughs> on the might have a little bit softer leading edge transition it's not a pre-worn leading edge but i think it's just a little bit softer a little bit softer there yeah let's see because they do go through his his bag so sandwich he uh, it's a little bit softer it's a little bit softer in the trail edge too yeah. If you look at the the things of it, so he's got a little bit there. So it's it's a little bit more versatile than just having it a straight S grind, because he does have some of the yeah. It's it's like the heel, a semi pre worn leading edge, really, and a little bit of just a little bit taken off the because he smoothed it out. Because you can obviously see they've done some grind work because it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't have the fifty. Well, I guess they filled that in a little bit. Yeah. They welded over it. Welded over it a little bit. But, but it's still from certain yeah. angles you can see that the reflective angle changes and that there's a mini yeah. minuscule pre-worn leading edge. But um but that's really just for a straightaway swing. That the pre-worn leading edge literally gives you nothing from a short game perspective, maybe with the exception of being able to shove the wedge six inches behind your back foot and chopping down on it to get a little nipper right but other than that like it's not not adding much i guess it's so, one extra shot but yeah so a little bit like said all these guys you're not getting a stock off the shelf no <laughs> it, no. They're do, there's some slight modification to it to to get it to what they want it want it to be um and then his Putters, the Scotty Cameron X 5.5 prototype. Yeah. Same one he's been using for a while. The Titleist Pro V1 with the Tor Velvet grips and the, just the Tor Velvet on the driver, which is an interesting. And then the cord through, through everything else. Go figure. Guy's getting ballsy. Unmatched <laughs> grips. Unmatched Woo. grips. Woo. Um, and then. In the live live Chicago, Cameron Smith. Yeah. It's in the bag where 
like I said, people are having to do a little bit of digging on this and we've, we've done it, but um, we got this cited off today's golfer. It's a UK golf blog, but they had like, it's a double. So according to, um, them, he still has the TSI in the bag. He's not switched over to the TSR. Well, um, but he has the the Ventus blue. Oh no, he does. Sorry, Golf WRX had it wrong because we were that was the old one. He uh, does have the TSR three. Oh um, yes. From from what's cited, sorry, we had both of them up there to to compare them to. But he has the TSR 10 degree with the Ventus blue TR yep. shaft so in a like, 6X. Uh, yep. Slightly okay. stiffer than the than just the regular blue. Um, and then he goes, he's kept with the TSI 2 in the fairway wood 15. But he guess what? Look what he does. <laughs> Turns it to 16. Yeah, we just talked about this. And then went with the 8X in the blue, just the yeah. regular Ventus blue. <clears throat> and then he went with the TS, TS2, and Ooh. then he moved it to 19 degrees. Yeah. And on this one, he's got uh, the UST Elements Red yeah, 8X shaft in it. So he, well, yeah, just another higher lofted combo because they're yeah. a little bit hotter. So a little bit hotter on that one. Uh, then he's his Mizuno Pro Fly High <laughs> with his 130X Tour black shaft in it. Um, as along with the rest of his his irons, he goes with the T100 blacks, his oh, yeah. standard. And then he also goes four wedges, but he's got a little bit different setup. Where he goes yeah. with the the smaller bounce in his fifty six degree, where he goes with an eight degree M grind, so he goes forty six, fifty two, fifty six, sixty, and his sixty he does have the T grind in the bag. He actually has two of them <laughs> that is available to him, um, but if for this tournament he had the S grind in it, and. You know, we were talking about it that it was probably because of the ground conditions, right? Oh, okay. Little, little softer, a little bit more fluffy, right? We're not gonna have that nip, nip, nippy yeah. line. And and think about Cameron Smith, and and I'll just state the obvious: the guy is a magician around the greens. Yeah, he is so good, and and what makes him so good is that he has two different drastically different grinds dialed in to where he knows the performance attributes of each grind and when and where it can be played and he's demonstrated both of those magnificent yeah here. he's played the 10s in bermuda he's played the t grind at the open yeah and again with here he's playing the 10s so he just plays the ones that he needs for those particular scenarios and he's just a master I, I can't tell you how many pitch shots he hit to within two feet of a hole yes yeah. just money and that's and that's just he's got more versatility more tools in the bag on the short game 
game. And that's why he's a major winner. But, yep. Yeah, the 5608M. Um, so he's just, and he's got all the tools. Got all of them. And then his 009. Oh. St- it still works. <laughs> people love that club. I posted about it today, and people just love the 009, the 009. It is such a clean Newport model. Yeah. Never been released to retail with the exception of one offering, which was a limited release commemorative putter for Rory McIlroy. And it truly was a 009, and it was pretty spectacular. So, yeah, um, he still made a lot of putts. And so you posted about that, but you posted about that because. None of the manufacturers seem to want to highlight yeah. winners. That's <laughs> and a peculiar thing. From the live. Right? Because oh my gosh, it was like when he when he was playing good, when he won the players, when he won the open wow. championship, it was like, oh, look at what he's, you know, look at this, right? Yeah. Now he's on live. It's like, right now, I might be the only person reporting on equipment used by live tour winners. (laughs) So Uh, there's a, there's, there's a few, but it's like none of the usual suspects. Yeah. And there's there's good reason why, but, but yes, there is a lack for sure. For sure. And one th- thing that I did like, and this was just a little thing, um, today's golfer actually went into his clothing and his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyway, they did a deep dive. Um, but in case anybody was wondering, his, his he's outfitted by Original Penguin. Yeah. And then wears the Foot of Joy Premier Series card so there you go yeah good golfer great results title of staff wins another one they don't talk about it they got it they got it no matter what question is is are they paying him for this week these wins they're paying him because he's on staff yeah i don't know (laughs) but they're not certainly not advertising it but not they're not yeah they're not advertising it uh but they're taking the the pub from it right they're they're gladly taking that he's winning from it they're just it's it's really interesting ground because here you've got these equipment manufacturers that have been so deeply seated with the pga tour mm-hmm. years with their tour trucks on tour and their product releases and everything's happening at their office quote unquote so it's like um you get somebody else using something somewhere else in a competitive tour they can't even talk about it or they're just afraid to i yeah i I don't know um but they're more than happy to talk about any dp world tour winners or uh canadian tour winners or corn fairy tour winners Hmm. anything associated with the pga PGA tour Tour. they're on board but on uh, board yeah I mean, this is pretty spectacular equipment. And to state the obvious, Scotty Cameron did not post anything about Cameron Smith. No. 
posted about Max Homa, which it's it's kind of interesting because there's they're not cutting um, Scotty off. Let's be honest. No. So, but yeah. I don't know. President's Cup week. Any predictions? Um, U.S. by a million. Yeah. It, this may be the first ever shutout. Uh, no, <laughs> it won't be a shutout, but it's not going to be close. No, it is not going to be close. And yeah, they say unwatchable, like to the point where it may be to the point where the f- individual matches literally make no difference. <laughs> There's a the possibility. We'll see. Yeah. But other well, than that, I don't know. We will see. I'm sure I'll watch at least for the first couple of rounds. It's yeah. golf. I watch I, it. I, I enjoyed the last one, but that was it was Tiger and he was a playing captain and he ripped it up, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting. Uh, but I think that's it. Everybody, thanks for listening. Till next time, we're out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Birdies and Bogies. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe, leave us a rating and review. And until next time, have a great week.